Welcome everybody to the Captain Spot. I'm your host, Justin Freeman. Six foot one inches, 275 pounds of fantasy knowledge. It's week 14. It's Monday night, Monday night edition of the Captain Spot right here on the Mayo Media Network. Make sure you like the video, click subscribe. It would really mean a lot. But without further ado, why don't we hop right into this slate where we're talking Ravens at Browns. This game is in Cleveland, has a 46 point total. Ravens favored on the road by a field goal, getting three points there. So uh, overall, you know, it looks like it'll be a pretty close game. Uh, you know, AFC North divisional playoff implication type battle could be a little bit sloppy, um, especially getting this late into the year. We'll see teams starting to lean more and more onto their ground game. Overall, we will try to dissect this, try to find an advantage somewhere on this slate that we can take advantage of. Let's hop right into the injury report, where we start with tight end Luke Wilson. Uh, Luke Wilson had kind of emerged as the starting uh, starting tight end as long as Mark Andrews had been on the COVID list. And so Mark Andrews should be coming back here this week. We'll get Mark Andrews. Luke Wilson's status is a little bit shaky. He's questionable right now. Um, and if he does not play, you know, the team has just been depleted at the tight end position over the last few weeks with Nick Boyle also landing on injured reserve. Team brought up Eric Tomlinson. He'll probably operate as the number two tight end if Luke Wilson sits. Uh, overall, that's not going to be an extremely uh, advantageous matchup situation for us uh, at the backup tight end position for Baltimore. They likely just would not use one as frequently. Uh, on the Cleveland side of the football, Kaderil Hodge listed as out. He will not play. Hodge did not play last week either. That really opened up the door for Rashard Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones to be able to make a name for themselves in this offense. So we'll get Hodge out once again. Big question mark here is Austin Hooper, the tight end for Cleveland. Obviously, a you know, pretty studly tight end rotation there for the Browns. We'll hop into that a little bit later. But uh, you know, Hooper's you know, status for right now seems truly questionable. We probably will not know until 90 minutes before lock. Certainly something we want to keep an eye on. As of right now, Des Bryant, wide receiver for the Ravens, also on the COVID list. Also expected to miss. Uh, we want to make sure we keep our eye on all the news that could impact that as well. And lastly, I will say Willie Sneed is listed, according to the Ravens website, on the exempt list. Now, this is probably just some temporary roster maneuver situation, but I honestly have no clue what it means. I just want to bring it up to you guys so we can keep an eye on it between now and lock. There's, there's really no way we would not hear anything about it for the next several hours. So just keep an eye on what it means for Willie Sneed to be on the exempt list. Let's make sure he's playing if you're going to throw him in your lineups. For now, we're going to assume he is. Um, I think that's probably just some sort of bookkeeping uh, type of situation there for Willie Sneed. Let's hop right into the prices here. Where we start with the quarterback position, Lamar Jackson, 11-8. Sure seems like a guy you're going to want to make to be a core part of your lineup. He kind of came in last week. Um, you know, it looked really good. You know, looked, looked really, really good. And and you're starting to run the football a little bit more. Seems to be beyond whatever, you know, ailed him earlier this season, kind of through the middle part of the season. Um, so overall, um, I'm optimistic on what this means for Lamar Jackson. Obviously, Lamar gives you the vast majority of whatever happens both on the ground and in the air for the Ravens offense. Great way to just encompass the entire offense, essentially, through one person and is just a really difficult person to fade um, because, you know, even if he has a poor game, that probably means like the entire Ravens offense had a poor game. So it's not like you picked somebody else instead of Lamar. 
Um, but then looking at the quarterback position on the other side, 10K for Baker Mayfield. Now that's a much dicier proposition. We just mentioned how teams may prefer to you know lean on a more run-heavy attack this time of year. That could be a little bit more Nick Chubb, a little bit more Kareem Hunt mixed in there for the Browns overall. That paints for a really wide range of outcomes for Baker Mayfield. The uh, the ceiling is still there, uh, but the floor has gotten you know gets lower and lower and lower the stronger this run game looks. And I think that's certainly the way they would prefer to play. But Baker has actually played really well last couple games. So you have to figure out whether he makes sense as a part of the offense. He could just be you know quarterback worth fading. You know, obviously. We're looking for situations where we can fade one quarterback to get an edge on the field because the field does prefer a two-quarterback build. Now, uh, let's look at the running back position. We're on the Baltimore side, you know, starting to get a little bit of clarity there. You know, we saw J.K. Dobbins sort of emerge as a lead back earlier um, in the season. Like week 11, Dobbins got 43% of the team's rushes. That was by far his largest number of the year. In fact, Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards were just, you know, nothings in that game 63 percent of the snaps went to jk dobbins in that game but last week it was a lot more of a rotation 38 percent of the snaps for jk dobbins 33 percent of the team uh snaps went to gus edwards so you know right there with each other mark ingram only 20 percent of the snaps so overall you know ingram's the one who's getting left behind a little bit i'll say gus edwards looked fantastic running the football last week uh if he could continue that again I think he's going to continue to remain a portion of this run game. So, um, you know, I don't think we can crown J.K. Dobbins just yet. I think the Ravens like having that rotation there. And so far, it seems like Ingram is the odd man out if there is one. So just keep that in mind. The price points are all, you know, pretty interesting. It's 8200 to get to Dobbins. And that, to me, is uh, a little pricey. Whereas you could get to Gus Edwards for 5200 Mark Ingram, 2800 Now, um, you know, the, the price point makes each of them interesting in their own right. Um, you know, Dobbins probably the guy I'm least interested in. I'd rather probably spend that money elsewhere. Looking at the run game for Cleveland, we got Nick Chubb priced at 10200 Kareem Hunt, 7200 Kareem Hunt's a guy we've kind of forgotten about lately because it has been a lot of Nick Chubb. No, no doubt about it. That price point, though, for Nick Chubb, um, you know, is going to be it's going to be tough to get there like he's going to need to eclipse a 100 yard bonus and a touchdown probably to get there that may not be fair it depends on the the context of this slate but overall like you're asking for a lot more from nick chubb especially in a game where they could be down like nick chubb's going to have a great game whenever the browns are up and ahead and they can rely on him and just you know commit to feeding him 25 carries that's a great situation to be rostering nick chubb at 10-2 but if uh, we think this game could slide more in the favor of the ravens then that's a fantastic opportunity to hop on Kareem Hunt, who's going to be the one that benefits from negative game script. 7,200 for him, especially DraftKings. PPR scoring, um, you know, being able to just catch any of these checkdowns from uh, Lamar Jackson, excuse me, from Baker Mayfield against this stout Ravens defense. Like We know the Ravens are good on the perimeters. That makes for a great opportunity for Kareem Hunt to pick up chunks there out of the backfield just flaring out. Uh, so overall, I think that's an interesting way to build is around Kareem Hunt. Uh, probably a little bit different there as well. Looking at the pass catching options for the Ravens, Marquise Brown is your number one option, 7,400. Willie Sneed, 5,800. And then trying to figure out what to do next. Assuming Des Bryant doesn't play, 
could be getting some more Devin DuVernay, who played 80% of the team's routes last week, and 80% of the team's snaps ran a route on 86% of the team's dropbacks last week. So full-time player, essentially, there from Devin DuVernay. Miles um, Boykin was right there as well, given the fact we didn't have Des Bryant or Willie Sneed. It was, it was Boykin, DuVernay, and Marquise Brown. Just a really tight three-wide set there, but with Willie Sneed coming back, Who's the odd man out? More than likely, it's Miles Boykin. Um, but you could consider playing a little bit of Boykin. Boykin only costs you $2,200, but I'd rather play Duvernay at $1,600. Boykin's the one that caught the touchdown, so he's got a price bump this week. $1,600 for Devin Duvernay, who I expect will be a full-time player here this week, especially since the Ravens don't really have two tight ends to rely on. You won't be seeing a lot of two tight end sets. You'll be seeing a lot more three-wide sets uh, unless they decide to go with Patrick Ricard mixing in there at the fullback position. Uh, at tight end, Mark Andrews, 8,800. You know, he'll be coming back his first game. He's missed two games in a row now, thanks to the COVID situation. And uh, he should be back ready to rock and roll. Uh, no problem firing him up. You know, playing a, a alpha tight end against the Browns has been a winning recipe for years now. Um, so certainly in consideration there with Mark Andrews. On the Cleveland side of the ball with passing game, uh, Austin Hooper is the guy we've got a question mark around right this second. 5,400, just a really strong threat from you know end zone to end zone. Uh, he, he's usable in the red zone. He's usable in the middle of the field. He's usable wherever. Just don't know whether he's going to get consistent targets, but there are targets to go around in this offense. Unless you think that uh, Rashard Higgins is going to command just a ton of targets automatically or Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to command a ton of targets, there are targets out there. and you know We saw 75% of the team snaps for Austin Hooper last week. Now behind him, there are two tight ends that we need to make sure we are aware of. It's 5,400 for Hooper, by the way. 4200 for Harrison Bryant, $1,000 for David Njoku. And there's probably a really good opportunity to play Harrison Bryant, $4,200, uh, because he doesn't have the name recognition that David Njoku does, and, and he's priced up $3,200 more. Now, I say pricing is pricing can be really subjective in Showdown. And so um, these guys probably deserve to be priced uh, you know, close to each other. Overall, so you're getting sort of a name brand discount and you're getting an ownership discount because of the price. Could be a good reason to get Harrison Bryant if Austin Hooper sits. Um, but at the receiver position, obviously we'll have Richard Hick, excuse me, uh, Jarvis Landry leading the way there at $9,400. Now he is a guy who's going to command targets. 41% and 31% of the team's targets over the last two weeks. That's fantastic usage there for Jarvis Landry. $9,400, uh, just got to figure out if that's worth it. I think so. I think you can go with a you know, Jarvis Landry plus Kareem Hunt build without Baker Mayfield and get a lot of the target volume just right off the bat with those guys. In fact, you can go with up to three pass catchers without Mayfield and still be okay uh, depending on the way you want to build in this particular game. Now Higgins, 6,200, and Peoples-Jones, 4,800. I'm going to sort of round out that rotation for you there. Uh, you know, Higgins is the preferred option for, for me, despite the uh, additional salary. Just rather pay up. He got 28% of the team's uh, targets last week, only 9% for Peoples Jones. But of course, he converted one of those for a huge, huge touchdown. So he's going to be certainly uh, in consideration for a lot of people. Let's talk about our captain assignments here for the week. It looks like Lamar Jackson is our runaway. This kind of happens most of the time when Lamar's on a slate. You just can't price him up high enough for other guys to pop. Uh, he's going to come in as the captain over 25% of the time. That means, well, three-quarters of the time it's going to go to someone else, but 
Overall, what is just a tremendous floor-ceiling combo for Lamar Jackson. But if we are on Team Fade Lamar, and perhaps we should be, um, you know, try to keep an eye on ownership. If you find a place where you trust ownership, uh, you can typically find out how owned a player like Lamar might be in the captain spot. And if he's going to be owned more than 25%, then go somewhere else. Like, this is a great way to use this particular tool, this particular graphic. As we see that Lamar's ownership should be 25%. Now, if it's going to be 15% in the captain, then yeah, we're going to crush some Lamar captain lineups. But if it's going to be 70% Lamar captain lineups out there, then yeah, he doesn't deserve to be. He deserves to be, what this says, 26% or so captain assignment there for Lamar Jackson. So that's a great way to use this in terms of leverage. Um, you know, don't always necessarily have to play the top play. Just try to think about how you think everyone else is going to react. See if you spot some values. And values may come with Jarvis Landry. And Jarvis Landry looking right around 12%. Mark Andrews at 11%. And those two guys um, are, are interesting because they're the lead options in their own offenses. Uh, so a great way for them to get there. Now, the thing with Andrews you got to worry about is how does Andrews get there without Lamar also getting there given his rushing. But if the rushing stays in check, you know, if he just has – a mediocre 50-yard you know, rushing day, which would be great for most quarterbacks. Um, yeah, Mark Andrews could still get there when he gets to you know 100-yard bonus and and catches a touchdown or whatever. So yeah, definitely in play for Mark Andrews. And then there we see Kareem Hunt right there. Um, you know, Kareem Hunt has some captain interest there. You think about the way running backs, you know, pass-catching running backs in negative game scripts can benefit. Like we think about J.D. McKissick from last week. And it catches 10 balls in a come-from-behind situation there for Washington. And, uh, yeah, could the same thing happen with Kareem Hunt? Absolutely. Yeah, just looking for whatever green grass Baker Mayfield can find. After Hunt, it's Mayfield, Higgins, Chubb. So a little bit lower on Chubb than I than I think most of the field will be. Uh, I think most people will be really interested in playing him. But I'm just give me the guy who's going to be catching the passes um, if I think this team's going to be chasing uh, Marquise Brown, J.K. Dobbins, Willie Sneed, Austin Hooper. Then a big drop-off after that. Let's take a look at the flex assignments. Guys, we want to make sure we get in our lineups. Of course, top two quarterbacks pop up again. But, again, I'm just sort of drawn to builds without Mayfield. Um, now, granted, you know, Mayfield could be the captain. I mean, we're talking one-game sample sizes here. Keep that in mind. Standard caveat supply. License, <laughs> terms and restrictions may apply. Um, but Baker Mayfield seems like a guy that if you think this game – gets a little sideways and the Ravens can keep them in check. Perhaps he just doesn't get the end zone, you know, that he needs, um, you know, the end zone trips that he needs. Um, in which case, perhaps you want to pair him with the pass catchers who at least get the PPR every time they catch a ball and uh, the kicker. You know, you could certainly go Chiefs kicker and, and rock and roll with that type of build. I think it's an interesting way to put a lineup together. Um, so overall, yeah, Cody Parker, you can see how high he is up on this list. Uh, I think he's the seventh best option here. So it goes Lamar Baker, Kareem Hunt, Mark Andrews, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Cody Parkey right there. So seeing a lot of uh, you know empty trips to the red zone is what the simulations find here this week. After that, it's Marquise Hollywood Brown, Rashard Hollywood. So we got a double Hollywood game here. I didn't think about that. Hollywood Brown, Hollywood Higgins, both on these two teams. So overall, you know, what, what more can you ask for? A trip to the Hollywood Hills. We've got Hollywood v. Hollywood. We've got AFC North Divisional Clash. We've got all the information we need, guys. You have what you need in your toolkit to go out and build a winning lineup. Hope that you will. 
I uh, hope everything goes well for everybody. Build some great lineups. We'll see you guys on Thursday on the Captain Spot YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe over there, youtube.com slash the CPT spot. You can get my show for Thursday night football and Sunday night football over there. You can subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform to the Captain Spot. Search for it wherever podcasts can be found. You can pick it up three times a week right up in your ear. We'll see you guys next week. Good luck, everybody. Thank you.